Today's message, Apostle Kerry Golston. Praise God and welcome to the Living by Faith broadcast. I'm Bishop Kerry Golston, and this is my lovely wife, Minister Valerie Golston, accompanying me here on the set today. We uh, kind of did a bit of an introduction with you on last time. And then we went into uh, went into our message, and we'd like to uh, kind of pick up on where we left off uh, last time. We were talking about the fact that uh, the just shall live by faith. Living by faith is not practicing faith just on occasion. Living by faith is not exercising our faith when we have a problem. Living by faith is not dusting off our faith scriptures when a situation arises. Living by faith means just that. It's a daily walk with God because the scripture declares that without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he, God, is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Praise God. So, our living by faith message, we talked about one last time, the fact that uh, only the word of God has the power to separate spirit and soul. The soulish realm, is, again, is comprised of our mind, our will, our emotions, our intellect, and our imagination. That comprises our soulish realm. And many who think that they are in the spirit or walking in the spirit or living in the spirit are actually operating out of their soulish realm because they get blessed. You know, they'll, they'll listen to a, 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 good, a good Christian song, a, 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 a song that lifts them up and makes them feel good and it appeals to their it appeals to their soulish realm, to their emotions, they'll get happy and think that, well, I've connected with God. No, God does not connect with your mind, your will, your emotions, your intellect, and your imagination. He connects with your spirit. He connects with you in the same way that he is. For the scripture declares that he is a spirit, and we are spirit. Now, in Thessalonians, the word says that uh, we pray, God, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's look at that scripture. That's in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. And it reads this way. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly or completely. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, here, this scripture uh, shows us again, as Hebrews showed us on last time, in, with the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, that the soul and the spirit are two different entities. I am a spirit. 
I have a soul and I live in a body. This is my earth suit. Without this earth suit, I have to leave here. I'm going to see Jesus without this earth suit. Okay, because to be absent from the body or the flesh or the earth suit is to be present with the Lord. Amen. Amen. And God wants a whole spirit, whole soul, and whole body to be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, to walk by faith and not by sight is to is to leave off the flesh and the soulish realm and lean to the spirit. The scripture declares that we are to be led by the spirit. We are to be led by the spirit of God, but also by our own spirit. Because if we are truly born again, if we truly come into a knowledge of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, our spirit is a safe guide. Our spirit will guide us into all truth. Amen. Now, if you remember on last time, uh, First Lady and I, we uh, we went over to Romans chapter 12. I want you to turn back there if you have your Bibles. In Romans the 12th chapter and in the second verse, we saw from the scriptures, it reads this way. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. The renewing of your mind process is absolutely imperative if we're going to walk in the spirit because our mind has to be renewed to this word. Our mind has to be set that the, that the spirit is how we're led and this word is our guide. The word of God is the standard by which we live. The word of God is the standard by which we live by faith. Because Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are truth. So the word becomes the standard. It's not what mother told you, grandmother told you, granddaddy, bishop, uh, pastor, or evangelist, or whoever. This word is the standard. Amen. And if we're going to walk by faith, if we're going to live in the spirit or live by faith, we've got to renew our minds to this word. If you recall on our, on our last broadcast, we, uh, we alluded to the fact that uh, God said, my ways are not your ways, neither are my thoughts your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. In other words, God's saying, I don't think like you. Yeah, think about that for me. Ponder that. God says, I don't think the way you think. My ways are not your ways. I don't act the way you act. But if you are led by the Spirit, if you allow the Word to be your guide and you walk in the spirit and live by faith then his ways will be your ways his thoughts will be your thoughts the scripture also says that 
we have the ability to have the mind of Christ. And if we have the mind of Christ, then his thoughts are our thoughts. And our thoughts are his thoughts. We can get to that place. Praise God. So, again, in uh, Thessalonians, the word says that uh, God wants you whole or complete. And that, that is so important. I believe that many of us miss out on some of the things that God has for us because we don't believe that or we don't understand, recognize, or know that we are spirit. We have a soul and we live in a body. Now, there's a there's a favorite scripture of mine over in Mark chapter 5 and the first lady knows it well because I always go there to Mark 5 uh, uh, with the story of the woman with the issue of blood. Amen. <laughs> and uh, so over there in Mark chapter 5 in the 25th verse, uh, the word says, and a certain woman I love the fact that it says certain, because when it says certain, that means this is not just a tale. This is not just a story. This is not just a made-up example. This is an actual person who lived at the same time that Jesus walked the earth. So it says, and a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things, of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather she grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. Now watch this. For she said, for she said, do you remember Genesis in the beginning and God said and God said and God said my words are spirit and they're life and God said let there be light let there be this let there be that and they were this woman said <laughs> if I may touch but the but his clothes I shall be whole. Don't miss that word. I shall be whole. Now, honey, we've been talking about this. We're right. talking about God wants us whole. Yes. Spirit, soul, and body. Here, this woman did not ask to be healed. She asked to be whole. Amen. There was a difference in asking to be healed healed and asking to be whole. See, in her asking to be whole, she's getting in line with the scriptures. Yeah. She's getting in line with what God's will is. Yeah. Remember we talked about God's perfect will? God's perfect will is that you be whole. So this woman with the issue of blood, she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And the scripture goes on to say, and straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself 
that virtue or power or anointing had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? So Jesus was aware of an outgo or of something leaving his person, something spiritual leaving him. Verse 31. And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. So now, I, the point that I wanted to make here is, Jesus was aware of something leaving him, but she was aware of something coming into her. Because the woman, it says that the woman, fearing and trembling, fell down and told him all the truth, knowing, knowing, not hoping, knowing. That's a problem. See, because hoping is in that soulish realm we talked about, the mind, the will, the emotions, the intellect, and the imagination. That's hoping. This is not hoping. This is living the faith life. She knew, knowing, hallelujah, without a doubt, knowing what was done in her came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. She told him what she said. She told him what she did. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. And verse 34, and he said unto her, Jesus now says, daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole, not healed, whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Now, this brings to mind something that, the, that was said of the woman earlier, that she had uh, sought out many physicians. And as she sought out these physicians, she spent all of her living. She exhausted all of her wealth if you will. She was now at a place of being destitute as well as sick with this issue of blood. But when she asked that she might be made whole, I believe that the reason that the scripture mentions that she had, had uh, spent all that she had was because she wanted to be whole, meaning I want my wealth back. I want my home back. I want my life back. I want everything back that I lost as a result of this sickness or this infirmity. Yes. Amen. Amen. And that's the same wholeness I believe that's spoken of over in Thessalonians where he says that God desires God's perfect will. Yes. Remember we talked about his good will, his acceptable yes. will, his perfect will. God's perfect will is that we be whole, spirit, soul, and body. Hallelujah. And I believe that's what the woman with the issue of blood was seeking for, and that's what 
she received. Now, something very interesting, when you go back in the, in the Gospels and you look at the accounts of Jesus uh, 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 encountering individuals who needed something, he would always ask them, what is it that you want? What That's is right. it that you want? That's right. The blind men, they said, we want our sight. Amen. Right. The crippled man said, I want to walk. This woman said, I want to be whole. Amen. I mean, she no wants some money. Amen. Amen. She wants, her, she wants some of these <laughs> money. She wants her money back. She wants her money back. <laughs> She wants her health back. She wants her life back. She wants her property back. Everything that was lost from her. Yes. And God responds based on your request. Hallelujah. He responds based on your request. God will give you the desires of your heart as long as they're consistent with the standard. As long as I'm asking, consistent with the standard, the word of God, God wants you to have it. This woman was not out of order by asking to be whole. She was in perfect order. She was in the center of God's perfect will for her life. So you can be, my brother, my sister. This this word of God is for you as for anyone else. Uh, so often we see people look at uh, other people, perhaps on television or they have TV ministries or, or they're getting up and they're giving up testimony. And uh, we'll, so often we'll hear people say, oh, my God, aren't they blessed? They're just so blessed. Well, so are you. You have the same opportunity they have. You have the same right to believe right. for the same wholeness that you believe they were believing for. You have the same right. God is no respecter of persons. God doesn't love them any more than he loves you. God doesn't love me or first lady any more than he loves you. He does not have any stepchildren. He does not have any favorites. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, I choose to uh, I choose to call myself a favorite, but so can you. That's right. I'm God's favorite, and that's what you should say Amen. that you are God's favorite. Because now remember, we alluded to Genesis one, where the word the scripture says that, and God said, and God said, and God said, and then here in in uh, Mark five with the woman with the issue of blood, she said. She said, well, I submit to you that the things that we say are very, very powerful. They dictate where we will be in the future. Amen. I believe that the words that we've spoken in years gone by are the cause of the life that we're living today. So if you're not happy, with the life that you're living today, change your words, Amen. change your testimony, change what you're saying about your future. Because if you will change what you're saying about your future, God, in line with this word, in line with this standard, will see to it that it comes to pass. 
Hallelujah. Because the scripture says in Genesis also that we are made in his image and after his likeness. So as he is, so are we in this world. Hallelujah. So if God can say it, we can say it as long as it's consistent with the standard. That's right. This, my brother, sister, is a part of living by faith. This is how we live by faith. We say what God said about us. We don't say what the newscast says about us. We don't say what the doctor may say about us. Amen. The doctor may say that we are in physical trouble. But God's word says that by his stripes, we are healed. And we can walk in divine health. Because remember, Thessalonians says, God wants us to be whole, spirit, soul, and body. So you see how all of it comes together. Everything that we're saying today, it comes right back to these same things. Living by faith. Being whole. Being spirit beings. And that God wants us to be whole in each area. Spirit, soul, and body. And notice that the spirit is spoken of first. Because the spirit should have the preeminence. The word says that we are to be led by the spirit of God. If we're led by the spirit of God, the spirit of God is going to contact our spirits and let us know which way to go. Before we close, I'd like to, I'd like to pray this prayer for you uh, from Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1. It says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to you would who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name. Hallelujah. That is name, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And have put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. For this cause, we bow our knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant us, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in our hearts by faith, that we be rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that we might be filled with
with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Amen. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus <laughs> through all ages, world without end. In amen. Jesus' name, amen, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to today's Living by Faith podcast. We trust you received something out of today's message. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at New FMCF. Friend us on Facebook at Faith Mission Christian Fellowship International. And always remember, be not afraid, only believe. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Jesus is Lord and he is coming soon.